This wasn't my first passport. Far from it, actually. When you're a pastor's kid, you pretty much have to go to every church event, even if you don't want to. <laughs> you're rarely ever allowed to skip Sundays, VBS, summer camps, church cookouts, and most of the time you have to get there two hours earlier to help your mom set up the whole event. <laughs> but this was the first passport in a long time where I have felt as if I've had the full passport experience. For a while, I have wrestled with my faith. As you get older, the stories in the Bible start making less sense. You begin to question things like, how did Noah fit all of those animals onto one boat? If Adam and Eve only had two kids, Cain and Abel, then where did Cain and Abel's wives come from? Why do bad things happen to good people? But after years of questions and long car ride conversations with my mom, I am finally am at a place where I feel a lot more secure in my faith. And at camp this year, I was determined to keep my eyes and ears open to hear and receive the messages we were being taught this week. One of the ways I saw God this week was through my fellow campers. I grew a lot closer to Cain and Brody, with the two being the ones I probably talked to the most. Brody was in my Bible study group, and despite our four-year age gap, we were able to get along pretty well. We became a dynamic duo during the wreck party, and by dynamic duo, I mean we were both desperately clinging to each other as we tried not to slip and fall in the slime-covered grass. <laughs> but the strongest friendship that was nurtured during this week was my bond with Kane. Kane and I were already friends. We have a lot of odd interests in common, and in a lot of ways, he reminds me of a younger version of myself, which worries me. But... <laughs> But this week allowed our friendship to move past the stage of only talking about our shared interests. Kane and I had many deep conversations, one where we opened up about our insecurities and stressful situations in our lives. Uh, one conversation that sticks out to me is the one we had during our free day in camp, where our youth group was allowed to travel out of the boundaries of the college campus and explore the surrounding city. Drew decided to take us bowling, but since there were only two lanes available and Kane and I weren't all that interested in bowling, we decided to sit outside of the bowling alley and listen to this band that was performing live music for some festival taking place at the time of our visit. For at least an hour, maybe more, Kane and I sat on the curb and talked about pretty much anything we could think of. The whole experience left me with a better understanding of my friend. This trip allowed me to not only form new bonds with my friends, but also rekindle old ones. On day two of Passport, Natalie and I found access to a small roof on our dorm by climbing out one of the windows. From, <laughs> from then on, we started to have what Natalie dubbed our rooftop conversations. Usually, they started with me heading onto the roof for some reason or another. I'd be joined 20 or 30 minutes later by a very sleep-deprived Natalie Owen, who would more often than not trip over the window as she made her way onto the roof to join me. We would talk about our day at camp or random things that popped into our heads. One of these nights, I downloaded an app that told me the name of whatever star or constellation I pointed my phone at. One of the constellations Nat and I found was named something along the lines of Buttakiss, which a half-asleep Natalie nicknamed Booty Butt. <laughs> Most of our conversations reminded me of ones that I would have with her at Passport Kids and all of them helped me feel as if we were re revisiting our old friendship that had changed as we'd gotten older. But the deepest connection I formed this week was with our chaperones. This was a meaningful trip to go on with Bishop. As many of you know, Bishop will be leaving us in a couple of months to go to seminary. While this is an important step in his life's journey, I can't help but feel sad that he has to go. This is most likely the last big youth trip Bishop will go on with, on with us. So every moment getting scammed by him in a Monopoly deal felt meaningful to me. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jenna, for being my short-term ally and helping me take him down. <laughs> I was also able to spend more time with Francis, who is one of my favorite people. We used to be a lot closer before COVID, but after lockdown ended, she got married, and both of us have been a bit too busy with our lives to talk as often as we used to. This trip was a fantastic opportunity to spend some much-needed Francis time with her. I hadn't realized how much I'd missed talking to her until we went on this trip together. Drew's presence was the most meaningful to me, however. In most churches, pastors don't usually come on churches like these with the youth group. And while I know that he mainly only came because we don't have a youth pastor, it still meant a lot to me that he was a chaperone on this trip. I was able to see a whole different side of Drew that I don't normally see at church, and I had a great time growing closer to him throughout the week. Another place where I felt closer to God was at our mission project. To be honest, I wasn't all that excited about what we were doing. Our mission was at Miracle Hill, which is a homeless shelter that helps people get back on their feet. While this normally would be right up my alley, the project we were working on was restoring the greenery in front of the shelter. I do not like yard work. <laughs> it's hot, sweaty, dirty, and I was probably bitten by about a billion bugs while crouched down pulling weeds out of the dirt. But this miserable experience taught me a very important lesson about volunteerism. Volunteering isn't about doing what you want to do. It's about serving others. And while I would have had a lot more fun packing backpacks for school children or making food boxes, restoring the garden at Miracle Hill was something that had to be done so that the people living there feel as if they have a nice, inviting place to stay. This work felt very meaningful to me. And by the end of it, despite my aching hands and itchy body, I felt a lot more fulfilled than I would have if I was sorting food in an air-conditioned room. But the place where I felt closest to both God and the youth group was during our daily post-worship devotions. This was a time at the end of the day that was set aside to reflect on our camp experiences and what we learned in worship. We talked about the questions we have about faith and our Bible stories. Why do bad things happen to good people? How do we make the youth group a more inviting place? How do you love your enemy? All of these were questions that each of us had different perspectives on depending on our unique life experiences. My favorite person to hear from during devotion was Pearson Wales. I usually view Pearson as a mostly funny, non-serious person, but in reality, he is an extremely smart kid who is very thoughtful about his faith. Devotion helps me see a more spiritual and serious side of the youth members that goes unnoticed as we're joking around throughout the day. It gave me a more well-rounded view of my friends and about how God works through all of our lives. Overall, I am very glad that I went to camp this year. It was very eye-opening and a meaningful experience for me and taught me new things about my friends, mentors, faith, and myself. Uh, well, thank you very much for saying that, Em. <laughs> uh, I had an amazing time at Passport. Not only did I grow my faith, but I was able to enjoy time with some amazing people. Through sitting on the swings, watching the birds, or walking around campus, I was truly able to experience God's creation. I enjoyed all of the fleeting moments, like when Bishop would utterly butcher a bird call, um, our trips to Starbucks, and me being absolutely horrible at bowling. But during our last worship at camp, I experienced the greatest part of my trip. During worship, we did an activity where we spoke words into bubbles and then blew them. Seeing all the bubbles and knowing all of them represented something let go by each of the campers was inspiring. Watching all of the bubbles float freely around the room was truly a beautiful sight. The bubbles 
represented each word that was spoken into them. And that really resonated with me, knowing that all these people were letting go of these things. And watching the bubbles pop was seeing all of these things that were weighing on them be released. So um, mine is not as long or as good as yours was. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you all for allowing me and all the youth group to experience this experience God in unique ways this past week at Passport. A little shorter than uh, Pearson. So thank you both for sharing. I really enjoyed both of yours. Passport, passport, passport. Normally I talk about my highlights, what I'm thankful for, the best moments of my trip, but I decided to take a different approach. Think about this upside down. So I'm going to tell you what I learned. How do you explain God to a child? How am I, a teenager, supposed to believe there is this big man in the sky watching me, hoping I do the right thing? Well, I learned that God is not a person. It's not some man in the clouds that's going to watch you every day. It's a, it's a feeling. It's an emotion that we all believe in. I learned that out of 100 sheep, if one goes missing, he will look for you. God is not distracted by anyone. He doesn't think someone is more important or more in need than you. You are important. You are valuable. You are valuable. I learned that during your worst moments when you can't feel God, when you think, why would he let this happen to me? He is there. Even if you cannot feel him, he is there. He will always be there. Thank you, Francis. I learned that being baptized is a symbol of your faith. It is okay to doubt. It is okay to think, I don't feel him. But at any moment, you are allowed to go to this church and proclaim your faith time and time again. Your faith is not a straight line. It's not a forward journey. It is up a mountain, down a mountain, constantly changing. Thank you, Bishop. I learned that my newfound faith is like a relationship. It feels new, exciting, weird. It feels overwhelming, and that is okay. As a relationship progresses, you may feel strained. You may not feel it. And in other moments, you may have this overwhelming connection to God, and that is okay. And it is beautiful. Thank you, Drew. At the beginning of this week, Jessalyn, the preacher, told us that Faith is like this deep end of the pool. You can dip your toes in, you can jump, you can dive off the diving board. This week, I think I jumped. I think I jumped into this overwhelming, this pool of faith. And I'm not saying I know anything or everything yet, but I think I am ready. I think I am ready for what comes next in this journey. I absolutely couldn't have done this without this amazing youth group, this supportive collective of a church. Thank you to everyone. Thank you, Passport. 
Thank you, West Main Baptist.